Welcome back to Podcast 45 of 2023. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Ozbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Ozbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by Betfred Sports. For a $250 bonus, please visit Betfred and use the promo code ODDS23. Terms, conditions, and locations apply. If you'd like to support the Oddsbreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theoddsbreakers.com, click shop, and become a member. Pick any of our winning cappers to get their premium plays before line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Oddsbreakers and become a free picks and Telegram subscriber. Well, I had a disastrous UFC, probably my worst weekend of the year. One in seven. I was just like... I couldn't win anything in the UFC this last week, and I guess I had it coming. But, man, uh, I, it was just uh, everything that could have went wrong went wrong. McCann literally getting subbed again with her arm. Two fights in a row, she gets her arm in trouble, the Kimura and the arm bar on this one. Seriously, McCann, in front of her home crowd. She let J- Julia Stoliarenko beat her, t- who was 10 and 8. I mean, that was ridiculous. Jai Herbert, just a terrible showing against ZM. I, I have, I, I just couldn't explain that showing. You know, uh, you have Marcin Tibera couldn't last a round. You know, with the dude that just broke his leg a year ago, hasn't fought in a year in Aspinall. I mean, Aspinall is a great fighter. Don't get me wrong, but Tibera, Jesus man, it's it was just that kind of weekend. Uh, thank God baseball is still going good. <laughs> going right back to that today. Uh, and obviously college football is what I'm knee deep in right now. But what's more important is NFL preseason because it's right around the corner. And by next week, I'm going to have a preseason podcast for you showing you how these coaches like to approach their preseason games. I think coaching motivation and player motivation is the most important thing when handicapping preseason. I have a big article on it. Everybody loves it. Everybody likes to see that article. It gets lots of views. I'll have another article out on that again so we can have some fun and once again be profitable in the preseason. As you know, we were up plenty of units last year in NFL preseason football. So I can't wait for that. And I'd also like to remind everybody, until August 1st, you can get our football packages for 100 bucks off. Check out theozbreakers.com, hit premium plays, and you can purchase any of our handicapper packages with the promo code SUMMERWIN. That way you'd be supporting us and you'd be getting our winners. Last year had a great NFL season up over 35 units. So hoping to repeat that, and it all starts in the preseason, baby. Obviously, if nothing else, we still give you free picks on this pod and free plays at theozbreakers.com. Com. All right, today I'm going to get into a little Pac-12, and I'm not going to have a guest because I'm actually recording this on Sunday, so if something catastrophic happens, please don't think that I just recorded this on Wednesday and released it on Thursday. We are finishing some construction in our house. I'm going to have to have my whole office unplugged, so I wanted to get this out early just to make sure 
that the podcast is on time and ready for you guys when you get it on your morning drives, workouts, wherever you listen to the Ozbakers. All right, let's get into the Pac-12 then. And this conference, if you remember, was absolutely terrible at defense. And I mean freaking terrible. Just looking at the bottom 30 or 31 teams in the hundreds, right? Let's look at defensive EPA ranked from 100 and up. And there's quite a few Pac-12 teams on this list. At the very bottom, Colorado at 130th in defensive EPA. Then Arizona, 128th. You have Stanford at 125th defensive EPA. Arizona State at 124th defensive EPA. The Washington Huskies at 115th defensive EPA. UCLA at 113th, as you see the trends here. Even the Cal Bears, right? With Wilcox, a defensive coach, 4-8 and eight last year, 109th in defensive EPA. USC, 106th in defensive EPA. The Oregon Ducks, 105th in defensive EPA. And that's, that's about it. I think I almost mentioned every team in the Pac-12 right there. Uh, scrolling, if I keep scrolling, I, I, there's not really that many left here. That was absolutely pathetic. The Washington State Cougars, at least, were next at ranked 80th, and Utah's probably hanging in there somewhere as well. But, geez, this was absolutely awful. Minus Oregon State, Utah, and just a few teams in the Pac-12. This was one of the worst defensive showings for a conference that I can remember in a very long time, especially a Power 5 conference. Now, if there's any caveat to that, it's Maybe the fact that these offenses were so dang good, because they were, and they scored so many points, just made the conference defenses look so bad. But, eh, not really. I mean, (laughs) when it's all said and done, these teams could be running on. And that's why Oregon State was able to rush the ball and win a ton of games by doing that. But that was a comment I wanted to make. Before I get into our Pac-12 preview here. So this is going to be pretty simple. Just going to go team by team. And go over the returning production. The three-year recruiting average from 2020 to 2022. The transfer portal rankings. Net yards per play. Strength of schedule last year. Strength of schedule this year based on Brad Power's power ratings. And their win total. And a couple thoughts that I have per team. Going to go from top to bottom here. And the top team that I have right now in the Pac-12 is USC. Now, their three-year recruiting looks really bad. Averaged at 46.66. I believe they had two good recruiting classes in the top 20s and then one super bad one. Maybe when their coach was uh, being let go, it was that year. But I like to average the three years together. And so you're always going to see numbers like a little bit higher because the outliers will definitely skew it. 
But, you know, 46.66 is not really what USC is, right? They're, they're more of a top 10, top 15 recruiting team going forward. But their returning production ranks 14th in the nation. And their returning offense was 75%, according to Bill Conley. Their returning defense is at 78%. Some of these are a little bit old and outdated, but I did factor some of that in when I obviously did my analysis, my power ratings, and my write-ups. And I just write a, write a few bullet points for you just for this podcast. I'm not going to go over any detailed information. Their transfer portal rankings was fourth. So you know what? Some of the recruits that they didn't get that year, they definitely knew how to fill their holes. Their net yards per play was 0.7 to the positive. Strength of schedule ranks 30th in the nation last year, and strength of schedule this year ranks 39th. Their win total is 10. My number is 9.5 games. So here's what I wrote about USC, and everybody wants to crown Caleb Williams. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I watched him play. He gets compared to Mahomes, which is kind of stupid, but he does have a sidearm pass. That's great kind of escapes and sidearm. I think the sidearm pass is just a massive talent that some people have. And if you can do it accurately, um, it just makes you so versatile as a quarterback. I'm not worried about him. They returned plenty of offense. They did great in the transfer portal. The defense is obviously the thing that worries me, ranking 115th in EPA and 125, uh, 125th against the run. You know, you can't rely on Caleb every single game if you want to get to the playoffs they did get some transfers on that side of the ball so maybe the defense will improve but until then I can't put them as a big contender and there's just this just feels like Texas you know all the hype coming in on this team every single year and this year it's very possible that they did improve their defense and maybe they do win the Pac-12 but for me being a favorite in the around the plus 100-something range, I think that's terrible value. One thing I will say, though, they have an easy schedule until Notre Dame on October 14th. Then it gets really hard because you have at Notre Dame, Utah at home, at Cal, Washington, at Oregon, and UCLA. So if you want to take any unders, don't do it now. Wait to the middle of the season on this team. My power rating on them last year for USC, closing at 15. Their power rating this year is 14.5 points better than the average team. Number two, I have Utah. And Utah, just one of those teams that gets so far but never quite can finish the job. Um, Their recruiting, it, it never has been top. 32.66 32.66 is their average. Their returning production ranks 16th in the land, 83% on offense, 69% on defense. Transfer portal rankings, 45th on 247. Net yards per play was the same as USC at 0.7. Strength schedule last year was 21st. Strength schedule this year is 11th. Hard schedule. Winning total, win total 8.5. My number, 8.5. Cam Rising is back after a torn ACL derailed him last year in January. So it seems like he's coming back pretty quick from that. Um, I love Coach Winningham. 
he's never really a fade for me at home. I'll, I'll never bet against him at home unless it's just such a weird spot. But, but I do worry about the schedule this year going to USC, followed up by Oregon, and having go to Oregon State and to Washington is brutal. If you remember how good Washington was last year, we'll be talking about them soon. Rough non-conference versus Florida and Baylor. Now, it's not like Florida and Baylor are great teams this year, but it's still better than group of five teams. So I, you have to think that's a little bit rough. I do not see a ton of success here. I like Cam Rising, but the defense regressed last year, as you know. Uh, let's just see where the defense did rank uh, in EPA. For Utah, it was 36. You know, normally they have a top defense. Um Certainly not this year. Definitely some uh, regression for Utah. My power rating for Utah is 14 points better than the average team. A 1.25 downgrade from last year. They were at 15.25 last year. I had them finishing as the best Pac-12 team by a quarter of a point over USC. You know, I did get, I was on USC that last game. I kind of regretted it. Uh, Caleb Williams got injured in the first quarter, which certainly didn't help. But um, my year in college football uh, took a hit last year. I expect a rebound this year. The next team I have is the Oregon Ducks. They are average 10.33 in recruiting. Always a great recruiting with Phil, uh, Uncle Phil up there, <laughs> owner of Nike. They rank 54th in returning production, 65% on offense, 65% on defense. Transfer portal rankings is ninth. Net yards per play, 1.12. Strength of schedule last year was 23rd. Strength of schedule this year, 55. Win total is 9.5. My number, nine wins. So, Bo Nix is a legit Heisman contender. But the real question is, if new offensive coordinator Will Stein will continue that huge success of Kenny Dillingham. What an offense last year. How did that happen, right? I mean, when Lan when uh, Danny Lanning came there, I just thought, you know, Bo Nix from Auburn, eh, not so good. He, he flashed a little bit, and then all of a sudden, I Kenny Dillingham, his offense was just absolutely automatic with this team. And after that Georgia loss, they just were flying. Tricked me, tricked a lot of people. So I, I give a lot of props to Dillingham, but it sucks that they lost him to ASU. He's a head coach now at ASU. The schedule's hard for them, but no harder than Washington's or USC's. They at least get USC and Oregon State at home this year. So that's good. I, I trust the defense with Danny Lanning as head coach. Um, I, I, I know their defense was bad last year, but I think this is where the, he can improve and – I almost like that part of it more than I like the Lincoln-Riley part at USC because if their offense can still hum under Will Stein, who came from uh, UTSA, by the way, as a uh, coordinator there, then I expect to see good things for them. And I, I like them this year. And this team landed a lot of transfers, which could really flip things around on defense. The chances are good that this could be, uh, it, they could be in the Pac-12 title game. So I took them as a play. I'm going to play two teams, actually, and they're not named USC or Utah, to win the Pac-12. Plus 325 you can get if you shop around a little bit on uh, Oregon to win the Pac-12. So that is the play 
for one star. You're ridiculously good looking. This segment was brought to you by AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and the whole food source ingredients on high quality that gives me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag one dot com slash oddsbreakers or check out our podcast episode description next team oh before i do that oregon's power rating very close to utah's three thirteen point seven five at the end of last season 14.25 next team the washington huskies and this team has a 47 ranked on their last three-year recruiting they've regressed some obviously their coaches have been kind of changing since chris Peterson there. Their returning production ranks nicely at 22nd, 74% in offense, 73% in defense. Transfer portal rankings is 46th. Nice 1.29 net yards per play last year. Gotta love that. Uh, 52 is their strength of schedule last year. 26th will be this year. Win total 9.5. My win total 9.5. Kalen DeBoer is a stud of a coach and he proved it last year with Michael Penix, the quarterback and he's back, you know, gotta love that. They averaged 39 points per game last year. Lots of returning starters at the skill positions on offense. My only concerns are the interior offensive line where they lost two starting guards in their center. Their defense wasn't that good, but improved as the season went on. They returned three or four defensive linemen in pass, uh, including pass rusher, uh Braylon Trice so this team also returns three of uh the four secondary so I like that um transfer portal was hot but this team unfortunately goes to USC and Oregon State this year what I do like is they get some bigger names at home Washington will get uh, Washington State at home, Utah at home at least, and Oregon at home, okay? So the Apple Cup is where they might be competing to get in that Pac-12 title game. I like the number on this team, and I'm so close to uh, USC and uh, Oregon's power ring that I had to take them as well to win the Pac-12. So I have two plays. One for plus 325 on Oregon. One for plus 375 for the same amount. One star here on the Washington Huskies. I just love the coach. And Danny Lang just proved so much at Oregon. I'm fa- This is kind of a fade against uh, USC a little bit and against Utah. But what it is is that I think I'm going to get one of these two teams in the title game. You know, <laughs> So now Pac-12, what I forgot to say is they got rid of divisions here. Right, So they could literally play themselves in the title game. But you do have a hedging opportunity. My blended odds for this would be plus 175 just based on the fact that two teams are in there. You have two bets that you could lose instead of one. So would be happy if Oregon or Washington is in that game. Hopefully they'd be a favorite. So you can try to maybe hedge a little bit back if needed towards the end of the season the next team 
in the Pac-12 is Oregon State. And they only rank 71.66 in three-year recruiting. 53rd is what they rank in returning production, 78% on offense, 52% on defense. Transfer portal rankings for this team was 61. They are a nice .9 net yards per play. 2022 strength schedule is 38th. Strength schedule this year, 61st. Pretty good for them. (laughs) Win total is 8.5. My number is nine wins. They're 11 to 1 to win the Pac 12. I bet them last year and got, was so close at 40 to 1 to win the Pac 12. I'm bitter about it, and I wouldn't hate it if you made the 11 to 1 play on this. They're, it's just, I don't think that they have the talent, and they're not going to be catching anybody by surprise. Here's what I wrote Oregon State was amazing against the spread, the best team, second to Tulane, 11 and 2 against the spread, while Tulane was 12 and 2 because Tulane had an extra game. Their running game should continue to be solid with Damian Martinez back. Their defense was great as well. Uh, they keep Their defense kept them in a lot of games. And if you remember in the Pac 12, how poor. Pac-12 defense was uh, that that it goes a long way if you can be that one team with a good defense. Defensive EPA twenty fifth in the whole uh, college football scene, best in the Pac-12, and that's why they did well. But um, like I said, they're not going to take anyone from surprise, and they don't have the talent that the USC's, Oregon's, Washington uh, really have. You know, Clemson transferred their guy there or I mean sorry he, they they demoted DJ Uyunglele and he's coming to Oregon State to compete with Ben Gulberson for uh, the quarterback position Gulberson was only 62 percent completion percentage with a nine to five TD to interception ratio they were a running team a great rushing team last year so it's not like <sighs> this team could pass them their way out of trouble if they get way behind but they really started a lot of games with a lead they ranked 15th in rush epa last year i just see i see this game this team being very good again but don't don't think you're going to get 11 and 2 against the spread they're not going to take you by surprise i love how they avoid usc and they get utah ucla and washington at home at oregon's going to be rough but this team could go over their 8.5 wins i have nine wins i'm just not buying that they're going to win the Pac-12 championship. And if they do face Utah or USC, they're going to be a pretty big dog, in my opinion, if fault if Oregon and Washington falter. So I, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't hate it if you grabbed them at 11-1, but I'm a little bit bitter at this team last year. and But you should never be bitter in your handicaps. I just don't see the talent there to you know keep, what, keep on doing what they're doing. We'll see if they can pass the ball this year. That would be sure interesting. And if they can, maybe I can take a later number. Uh, as well if I really think they have a shot. The next team I have in the Pac-12 under Oregon State would be Washington State. And Washington State is 58.33 average recruiting, 78th in returning production, 73% on offense, 50% on defense. Transfer portal rankings, only 62. They are a net negative 0.43 yards per play strength of schedule was 45th in 2022 their strength of schedule is sixth this year in 2023 according to brad powers power rings winning total is 6.5 my number is seven 
This team was great against the spread until they played USC. I don't know what happened that game. They kind of just boneheaded that game away. They were covering for me, and I got crushed on it. The offense will be led by the same returning starter in Cameron Ward. He was a good quarterback last year, very dangerous and underrated. I thought this team was somewhat fortunate, the being net negative yards per play and getting a lot of wins or a decent amount of wins, more than people thought going over their win total. But they're able to be uh, average kind of for the year last year. They handled the bad teams and just lost the, to the good teams, and they beat Wisconsin. Uh, that hurt last year. I remember watching that game. Good returning production on offense, five returning starters on defense, no help in the portal, but Jack Dickert starting to make a name for himself at coach. Uh, you know, I, I see seven wins possibly here in the Wisconsin game. I think week two is really going to tell us a, a little bit more about Washington State. So uh, let's take uh, Washington State. I'm No, I'm not going to take the over at 6.5. I'm too close to the number at 7, but we'll take them seriously this year. My power rating on them is 5.5 points better than the average team. It was at 6.5 uh, last year. So uh, I believe I forgot to say Oregon State's power rating was 9 this year, and last year they finished at 11.25. So I'll try not to forget that at the end of these next few teams in the Pac-12. Uh, speaking about missing things, I just skipped right over UCLA because UCLA has got a little bit higher of a power rating than Washington State. They ranked 42nd in three-year recruiting. 59 was what they ranked for returning in production. 54% on offense, 75% on defense. Transfer portal rankings, a nice 10, 10th in the nation. Huge positive net yards per play at 1.37. Straight schedule ranked 55th. Straight schedule this year ranked 66th. Win totals 8.5, my number is eight wins. DTR is gone now. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who broke all the records there. So Chip Kelly's going to have his hands full. I do trust him on the offensive side of the ball. I just do not know who's going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be five-star true freshman Dante Moore? Maybe it's going to be Ethan or uh, Kent State's uh, transfer, Colin Schley. So Ethan Garbers, Colin Schley, or Dante Moore. I I think they're going to go with the young kid and more. But Jake Bobo is going to have to re be replaced at wide receiver. He had a ton of production there. But there's just lots of talent on this team. On defense, Chip brings DeAnton Lynn from uh, the, the NFL, from the Baltimore Ravens as defensive coordinator. So maybe he's going to shake some things up over there. Uh, their defense ranked 110th. You know, so if, if they fix that, they could be a contender. Uh, but that's the rule for every of, the, one of these Pac-12 teams, isn't it? I mean, this team did well in the transfer portal and at recruiting, so anything's possible. They could take some us by surprise, but my power rating on them is 8.25. My power rating at this time last year was 9.5. The next team I have is the Cal Bears. 42.33 is what they rank for three-year recruiting. 46 returning production on offense, 58% on defense, 78% on, sorry, 58% on offense, 78% on defense. They rank 16th in the transfer portal. Pretty good. Uh, net yards per play, minus 0.26. Strength of schedule last year was 64th in the nation. Strength schedule this year is ninth. Winning total is five. My number is five. I'm disappointed in this team. Justin Wilcox just can't recruit. And 
I guess they got some transfers this year, but he, he just he's failing as coach, and this could be his last year if he doesn't make a bowl. You know, he's going he's probably on the hot seat here. Um, they did go with a new coordinator in Jake Spavidal. I believe he was a Dana Holgerson apprentice back in the late 2017-2018. He was an OC at Cal before that. He was a head coach at Texas State from 2019 to 2022. So he's experienced. I'm just not sure about how good he is. TCU transfer Sam Jackson's getting a lot, getting a lot of hype there. But why didn't he win a better role then in his previous teams? Because he was at a couple teams, and he I think he's the third guy there. So I well, kind of scratch my head on Sam Jackson as quarterback. I, I will say that Cal was in some of the games that they lost last year. I think they were five and seven against the spread. So it did show they did, they were able to cover some games, probably some back doors in there, but five is the perfect win total for this team. You know, I just, I, I don't know what to think about Wilcox. I really liked him. I think maybe he's just a better defensive coordinator than a head coach, or maybe he's just out of his element all the way in California here. So Cal Berkeley, you're a zero at my power ratings. That means you're very average and being an average team, when there's a group of five conference there, means you're below average. You know, you're not uh, an average team when it comes to power five. Uh, Three-year recruiting shows that they just can't get it done, in my opinion. So they were 2.5 points better than the average team. I was probably too high on them last year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick them right at average and see what happens. Next team we have is the Arizona Wildcats. They rank 52 in three-year recruiting. 90th in returning production, 72% in offense, 42% on defense. They, their transfer portal rankings, 52. They're actually positive net yards per play last year, 0.25. They ranked 59th in schedule last year, 43rd this year on Brad Powers' power ratings. Win total is five. My number is 4.5. I must admit that I was impressed with the offense. Uh, they're also returning Jaden Delora, he must have got some sort of a uh, approval to play another year there because if you remember, he came from Oregon State. So I, th- I think I find that interesting. Or maybe he was just eligible. Actually, you know, I I thought that he was a senior, but maybe not. But I mean, that's great for this team. The, their defense, once again, like the rest of them, is the worry, ranking in the hundreds in every category. This team's ranked in the hundreds in defense for as far back as I remember. They haven't had a good defense in years. Uh, Jed Fish is going to have a lot of work to do as coach, but they did end the season on a high note, avenging ASU, and their schedule isn't so bad here. They avoid Oregon in the north. They get Washington at home, at least. Uh, They get UCLA at home and Utah at home. They have to go to USC. So there's some tricky ways that they can be in some of these games. And I got to tell you, I'm going to be on the Wildcats a little bit this year. I feel like they're just an interesting team to me. And it's all about the defense. But if you look at the returning starters on offense, you got... Eight out, of tw- 8 out of 11, and just so few on defense, but I'm okay with that. I don't want them returning that terrible team on defense. So, man, this could be a sneaky team. I don't even know why my number is 4.5. I'm going to have to recheck that, man. It seems a little bit low. Next team, we have Arizona State. 
And before I get to Arizona State, I'm just keeping Arizona at minus one on the power ratings from last year to this year. Arizona State ranks 60th in three-year recruiting, 109th in returning production, 61% on offense, 45% on defense. Transfer portal rankings was nice at 15. They're only a net negative 0.12 yards per play, so close to even. Strength schedule was 62nd last year. Strength of schedule this year is 30th. Win total is 5. My number is 4.5 with this team. Honeymoon year last year for coach Kenny Dillingham. Uh, and like I said, came from Oregon and it might be a wonderful hire. This is kind of like Colorado, and I'll get to Colorado, but they don't return anybody and they killed it in the transfer portal, but they might have a decent offense, but I still think they're going to have a bad defense at Arizona State here. They only returned four guys on the defense, but the quarterback position is, I scratched my head, Notre Dame transfer Drew Pine is in the lead for starting there, and I didn't like Drew Pine at Notre Dame. But at the same time, I didn't like Bo Nix going to Oregon, and look at what Dillingham did with Bo Nix. So maybe this team can be good. Uh, ASU, I, I just, I'm just not seeing it this year, and I'm not a Drew Pine guy, so I'm fine with the 4.5 here. I think I actually feel better about Arizona than I do Arizona State, and that's why my power ring is a little higher in Arizona. Arizona State does have a little bit tougher of non-conference getting Oklahoma State and Fresno State, so that's not good. Also, if you look at their Pac-12, I mean, they always play USC. Washington's, but they get both Washingtons this year, and Oregon as well. So ugh, they just have a difficult schedule here. I'm very strong lean to the under on the uh, ASU. But it's Dillingham, so I he he kicked my butt last year at Oregon. I faded Oregon a couple times, and yeah, don't bet any unders with this team. You probably want to bet overs with this team, even though the clock's going to stop now, or, or not going to stop now on first down. You still look at the history of this coach. You're looking at fast pace, pass, air raid spread type offense. So you want to definitely look at the overs. And my power rating on Arizona State is minus three points worse than the average team. Uh, I'm going to keep it right there for now. Uh, last year was at minus 2.75 at this time, but they were also an absolute colossal mess last year at this time. The next team, can't forget about Stanford. Stanford, <laughs> three-year recruiting, 27.66. They're returning production, 129th. That's terrible. 34% offense, 36% defense. Transfer portal rankings, only 76. Minus 1.29 net yards per play. Uh, 46th is their strength of schedule. Uh, 19th is their strength schedule this year. So 46th from last year, 19th on Brad Power ratings. Brad Power's power ratings this year. Uh, win total is three. My number is three. And it's three for a couple reasons. Basically, they have some easy games in the non-com. At Hawaii should be a win. Sacramento State is an interesting game. I think they should win it, but I'm not going to pencil that in as a win. As a matter of fact, I might even bet the other way when I see some of those FCS lines. But Notre Dame's tough. So basically, if they get those two wins, it's easy for them to get the three. They just got to maybe get Arizona at home. Maybe they get UCLA at home. Um, but... I don't, okay, they could get Cal at home. Yeah, so, yeah, three is very possible. Um, 
long gone are the days of Jim Harbaugh at, at this school. And I also didn't like Shaw. And I, I was down on Shaw thinking he kind of fed off Harbaugh's success. David Shaw, it was time for him to go. But uh, this team was just a, a terrible net 1.29 yards per play. I can't explain how they beat Notre Dame last year, okay? Uh, maybe the biggest farce of the whole college football year was Notre Dame losing to them and Marshall, by the way. Uh, Troy Taylor comes in to coach from his success at Sacramento State. So they're getting this Sacramento State head coach, but they play Sacramento State. You think those kids in Sacramento State are going to be up for this game? Yeah, I, I, I think so. <laughs> There's no talent on this team. Low transfer portal, funny enough. They, I can't wait to see what's going on with that game. That might be worth one to watch. I hope it's like a, not on a Saturday so I can watch it on a Friday or Thursday or something like that. Power rating on this team, negative 7.5 points. And that's an up. No, it's a downgrade from last year. They're at minus 4.5 points from last year, negative 7.5 points below the average team for the Stanford Cardinal. Kind of feel sorry for them, and their recruiting has gone downhill as well. Finally, the worst team. In the Pac-12, Colorado Buffaloes, uh, 45.66 three-year recruiting, 93rd in returning production, 57% on offense, 57% on defense. Transfer portal rankings, though, number one in the nation. How do you like that? Number one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, net yards per play, negative 2.68. One of the worst teams in the nation, the biggest embarrassment to the Power Five. Biggest embarrassment was Colorado. Man, remember that game against TCU? They were winning in the first half, and then they finally put Max Duggan back in. The coaches, I don't know how the heck Sonny Dykes thought he wasn't the guy the first game, but that was a weird game. But back to Colorado, 20, uh, 48. They ranked 48 from strength of schedule last year, and this year they have a hard schedule, 13th. Win total 3.5, my number, I have three wins. I mean, the Deion Sanders era is in full effect. I saw he's in the hospital for something recently. I don't know if it's too major. Hopefully he's okay. Obviously, his kid is going to be the quarterback. Shadur Sanders comes in from Jacksonville State. This is basically like Jacksonville State's team last year. You're, they're going to get some kids from that school and other schools. Some are already dropping out that transferred there, but... I feel this is the FCS just coming to the Pac-12. I think it's Jacksonville State with a little bit more talent. And I do expect some good offense here at some point. But the defense should be brutal this year again. The schedule is also brutal getting TCU and Nebraska in the non-conference. It's too much of a big step for Dion here to make some noise. And I have them at three wins and the win total is at 3.5. If it, you know, I was waiting for this to go up from just the public but it looks like it's just going down and i'm probably going to avoid the win total it sucks i didn't get it on time but i mean i did upgrade them in my power rings from negative 13.5 to negative nine it it is kind of a upgrade even though they're still the worst team but uh you know Deion sanders i, I think he's going to do a good job and maybe towards the end of the season they could be a bet on team i'm just not going to trust them early but then again, anything can happen in college football, baby, and that's why we love it so much. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Just a review on the bets. I didn't take any season one total bets on the Pac-12. I'm just going to bet Washington to win it at plus 375 and Oregon to win the Pac-12 at plus 325. We'll see if we have a head opportunity. 
coming at the end of the season. If you have any questions, feel free to tweet us at the Ozbreakers. If you haven't yet, please give us a five-star review. If you don't think it's five stars, please tell me why. Uh, that really helps us in the algorithm on iTunes as well as Google Play and Spotify. So I really appreciate it if you guys could do that. We work really hard here at the Oddsbreakers to give you as much information about sports betting as possible. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the UFC fights. And go get some winners. <laughs>